Good morning, Hobo Sapiens. How are you? Are you well? Um, I hope so. Uh, fuck reading the news. I've decided to not read the news. Um, no, I have. I am reading the news and I'm still participating, but, um, it's not, I'm not letting it get me angry. That's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, God knows what Pretty Patel, the Home Secretary, is up to, but, uh, Oh, she's a psychopath. That's right. She's a psychopath. Um, uh, yeah, how you doing? It's episode something or other? 16, maybe? I can't remember exactly what episode it is anymore. Um, I'll, I'll have a quick check whilst, whilst I'm talking to you. Um, uh, this one's with A.F. Harold. He's a poet, children's author, performer, um, and a wonderful man. And he's someone who, uh, on my radar, he's a guy who... Um, uh, whenever an album comes out, he buys it, and uh, and we've never met, but he always he always grabs the Bandcamp version of an album, and uh, and I'm filling slowly filling up his uh, his uh, life with my stuff um, and my words, and and we've had the chance to perform actually in the same places together twice now. Uh, we were supposed to record a podcast about uh, well back in August um, at the Rising Sun Arts Centre. Festival, here comes the sun, um, but uh, but all my shit wasn't working. So uh, and it was a busy, horrible day. So uh, so we rescheduled it for a time when we both uh, we were both on the same bill uh, at, at the uh, the Rising Sun Arts Centre, and um, and uh, yeah, and we had this this lovely conversation. I'd, I'd had a bit of a hectic arrival getting there, and it was uh, it was it was quite a, a strange day. Um, so we ended up sort of going up to this big big room upstairs uh whilst uh whilst Robert Hokum was uh sound checking downstairs and um yeah and we had a we had a, an interesting chat he's a brilliant man um his poetry is silly and um oh just it's got a lot of stuff going on with it though he's a he's a lovely bloke and uh and I really like him a lot he's a, a really nice guy and I hope we get to work it work together a lot more um uh, so I hope you enjoy this chat uh, what's been going on this week? Uh, this week I've been writing my book, um, which is uh, going okay. I'm enjoying that. Um, I'm currently sat outside a dentist. Um, it's time to get this fucking massive wisdom tooth removed. Um, it's going to cost money, so I've set up a bit of a sale. I've, I've actually found a load of um, a load of old stock in a box um, a little while ago, and um, they'd obviously been in storage and. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I I found a load of old stock, so I'm I'm selling that off for for three pounds a piece. T-shirt, CDs, whatever you want, uh, mugs, books, all of it, just three quid plus postage. So uh, I'll put a link in the description of that one uh, for that. Uh, so I've been setting up that. What else have I been up to? Um, oh, it's mainly been writing the album, uh, the next album, fifteen forty. Uh, I'm excited about that. Um, it's starting to sound together. It's starting to sound like it's a thing. It's, it's, uh, I need to talk to Dave Jones about it because these are all his, uh, his song titles. I need to talk to him about it and, uh, say hello. And, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, UK hun is, uh, is starting to sound just fine. Um, hopefully funny. It might not be funny. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a, there's a huge energy inside of me at the moment that, that wants to, um, uh, slap humanity in the face a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know about you, and uh, I kind of want to, kind of want to do some uh, some raging, um, and some thinking, and being smart, and being funny, and being 
kind and making changes and all this, you know, just all the stuff. I, I just feel like there's there's a there's something to be done. There's work to be doing, uh, and I, I I feel like it's it's a it's a big um, big chore, a big not a good chore, nonetheless. You know, we've got to wash up and all that, but it's it's going to be a big task a big effort that we all need to make this is episode 16 i've just found out i've finally got there in the end um i was just checking through my phone um yeah uh, i'm glad you all enjoyed wayne's one last night um last night last week um that was uh that was really good fun i enjoy talking to wayne um I, i'm gonna uh I, I need to put the 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 net out a little bit and catch some more people to interview because uh, whilst i've been on tour i actually didn't interview that many people and uh, and it was quite nice to um, uh, have a little bit of a break from all the conversations just to see what happened with the with the election. So so uh, in the next month or so, I need to record some of you um, and I'll take suggestions from all people. Um, I'm also interested in uh, questions. Have you got any questions that you'd like answering? Um, I thought that might be quite fun to ask you if there's anything you uh, you want out of this. Um, let's face it, this is your community as well. Um, it's the purple dungaree crew. So, so we need to, uh, we need to start, um, uh, uh, working out what we all want. Um, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to take questions and I can put them to either people I chat to, or I can put them to, uh, or I can try and answer them myself for all these preamble bits. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm doing all right though. I'm feeling pretty mentally fucking strong. What I'm not feeling good about is I, I want a bigger voice. I really want a bigger voice. I want, you know, um, I, I kind of want to, if I can get to George Monbiot levels of being able to talk to people, I might be able to do something good. I don't know. I just, it's not fame I want. That's the problem. Um, and the whole system's geared up towards being famous. Um, but it, it it's it's to do with, I don't know quite what it is. Uh, that maybe that's what you need to write in about. I don't know. Um, how do I do this? How do I how do I get a bigger voice without selling my soul? That's the big thing. Um, uh, or without sort of compromising the art and stuff. I I I kind of want to. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's a broadcast thing, isn't it? I want to broadcast. Um, I want. I want. I don't know. I want to be able to once something happens, you know, when uh when the government does something, I want to be able to say something more than a, a Facebook post, more than a a thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. This is rambling now. Um another thing that's happened is Rich Kingston, um, of Young Rascal Design has been um making the um a video for the song Pandas, which was on twelve forty and also on uh 1440 um uh yeah the 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 song pandas being about uh pandas fucking themselves out of extinction and uh and getting on with the task at hand um uh to stop themselves from all dying out um yeah so that, that, that he's ma- been making the video about that and it, it, the previews of it that that i've seen that I've, I've shared with a few people are fucking hilarious um i'm so excited you've never been uh so uh and entertained by a test tube um <laughs> i can't say much more let's keep it a secret um but but yeah there's um 
uh that's gonna come out we're gonna try and get that out there's also a podcast uh with rich as well that we recorded um there's a podcast with him that's um when's that coming out well the the idea is to try and get it out for valentine's day um because it's a sexy sexy song with its sexy sexy uh saxophone solo um so uh so yeah we'll we'll try for valentine's day um and uh and see what happens i might set the podcast up with him next week possibly um what else has happened dan parkinson from episode one has uh done a massive service job on my six string bass guitar um for those of you that don't know i used to be in a band with two bass players and a drummer called toupee and um and i used to play the six string bass guitar um my six string is a padula mvp6 um that mike padula made for me which is really nice um and it's uh and it it had been sat in a box for a long time so so uh so I got it to Dan and he uh he took his toothbrush to it and uh and did all did all the stuff that uh that needs to happen and it plays amazingly and I'll be playing that for those um for those three lounge kittens shows uh when it all uh when they're finishing at the end of February twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth of February. Um, we're playing Manchester, London, and, and Southampton. So I'm I'm in the band and playing the bass, playing a proper bass, um, which is weird. I haven't done it for ages. I haven't played bass guitar, you know, sort of with intent for ages. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to get my my hands up together. I'm jamming along to lots of stuff. I learned to play bass playing along to loads of primers. So uh, so I've been sort of knocking out some primers, but obviously I've got to get back to the session fingers as well. So. So, uh, so yeah, I've been playing along with uh, loads of like Nathan East. Nathan East's a great bass player who just does the job for the song with flair, but also without um, without ego. And that's how I like to. When I'm playing for other people, that's what I like to do. Put in a solid job. It's not about me. It's about the bass. Um, yeah. So, so I've been doing that as well, playing a bit of bass, and uh, yeah, just doing everything. Um, Thanks so much to everyone who's listening. Um, we've had the Christmas break now, so uh, so it looks like uh, everyone's back on board a little bit, which is nice. Um, I hope you've been enjoying uh, the, the year so far. I know it seems crazy with wars and fires and Tories, um, but uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be okay. We're going to get we'll sort this out. Okay, I've got the I've got the energy. I just need. Uh, I just I just need something else about it. That's what I need. I need a megaphone now. I've got the energy. I need a megaphone. Um, so if you can help in any way, that that's great. Um, obviously, Patreon's a good way of doing it. If you want to throw some money into Patreon, Patreon that's uh, always a, a nice way of keeping me alive. It keeps me me pumping. Uh, keeps the uh, the the stuff flowing out, which is good. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's all that, and obviously there's that sale as well. If you want to buy some some stuff, um, if you've got the uh, if you've got that typical January bank balance, um, then it's only three pounds. That's the idea. So you can still have a little bit of retail therapy, and uh, and not be uh, busted by it. Uh, right, I better get on. I've got to go do this thing. Um, I've got to find some lunch as well. Fuck, I'm hungry. I've just played squash with Alex. I lost. Um, and uh and I realised I haven't had breakfast, so I need to um uh I need to get that going on. I'm thinking it's not quite well, it's past breakfast time now. I'm thinking about pizzas now. That's what I'm thinking about. 
a frozen one. Anyway, that's not the point. Okay, so this is uh, me chatting to AF Harold. Uh, the A stands for Ashley, just in case you, you ever need it. But here, uh, if you need to find him, it's AF Harold. I recommend it thoroughly that you uh, pick up his books. Uh, Lies My Mother Never Told Me um, is the book uh, I have that is uh, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, great poetry. It's really nice, and it looks a bit like a... Um, it looks like a Penguin classic uh, designed by Izzy Lawrence, my friend Izzy Lawrence from the comedy world, who is uh, also uh, AF Harold's partner. Um, at some point, I shall get Izzy Lawrence on here, but she's all like Radio 4 presenter and stuff now, and I'm scared. I'm scared we're going to chat, but she's she's wonderful. Um, so, yeah, so, so here it is. Here's a chat with AF Harold. The word today is words, because it seemed quite right that words was the word. We should words. being us that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna point at me is this yes. the best place is this that i don't know you're very I'm, tall i am i am so it's so, good it's, it's perfect leaning height for yeah me. that's fine if, if you're yes. comfortable with it then yeah. i'll do that i might even hold this oh like a, yeah it's like i'll just check a few things that's bruno brooks working i do look like bruno brooks except without the child hanging off me <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's get you a bit closer. Okay, yes, here, here I am. Is is that close enough? That is close enough, close. actually. Yeah, yeah, that feels oh, pretty good. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll so, do that way. Okay. Oh Jesus, this is hectic. It is. You you've just been through the uh, seventh circle of hell, or uh, or the M four. Yeah, yeah. Cross, <laughs> crossing the M four to reach Reading. Yeah. Uh, um, every, uh, so the idea was that we were supposed to do this about August. Yeah, and <laughs> but, but because of you crossing the M4, yeah. it's been delayed until yeah. November, August, September, October by what, about two and a half months. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that really shows the state of Britain's infrastructure yeah. under this this yeah. late um, yeah. oh, lamented it's, Tory it's, it's government. It's taken a long time. Um, Hiya. <laughs> hello, Grant. Hiya. Hello. hello. So we don't know each other. But no, no, not in the slightest. But. The, but uh, we but have mutualities. We do have mutualities. Yes. For example, I've bought all your albums. You have, yes. Uh, 14 of 40 so far. Yes. I'm looking forward to filling in the next oh, uh, 26. 26 albums, yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Well, it's I have, you are easy the, you enough, are the top of my iTunes playlists or library. Yeah, What's you're above AHA. Oh, because the alphabet is like that. Yes, yeah. Whereas you're down in the, in the, <laughs> in the swamp. I'm in the grass. Um, yeah. 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 Except because my iTunes library is organised alphabetically by album, you're oh. right at the end because all the numbers okay. all are right. right at the end. Well, uh, but that that's means numerous. I know where I know where to find. It means I know where to find you. No, I get that. I appreciate that. You're there. You you are in that last tranche before we reach. 99.9 degrees Fahrenheit by Suzanne Vega. Wow, okay. And that's, okay. I, I know once, once Suzanne started singing, I've, I have no more grant to listen to. Grant. Yeah. Weirdly, I was doing Edinburgh Festival and in the room I did my show and then behind me there was a, a show by a German woman 
uh, called uh, Suzanne Vega and Me, where she she did a very good Suzanne Vega almost impersonation, but also spoke about her own journey with Suzanne Vega. Um, so I got to know them really well because obviously as I finished my show they'd come in so, so, so that was basically and, like my iTunes playlist yeah, I, yeah that was it Grant Sharkey in, then Suzanne Vega in one room down by and the it saves me going to Edinburgh yeah yeah absolutely which, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Edinburgh's a lovely place but you know, it's a no, nuisance well, to get this, to. This was in a place by Nicholson Square, and there was just a, a million uh, alcoholics uh, interfering mm. with your your day. Yeah. Uh, when you're outside, I was always I, I was rubbish at flying, so I just stood outside getting attacked by <laughs> alcoholics, um, <laughs> like seagulls in yeah. Newton, But yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> but that's not the point. No. Okay, no. let's talk about you. Um, yes. Because I suppose hello. You've been gracious enough to do this. Um, uh, so poetry. I I don't like poems. That's good. That's uh, that's a good I, I start like poetry, for this. But for some reason, I'm drawn to you as <laughs> as some sort of poet worth listening to. I think it's because you're you're unpredictable in the fact that that there's that there's none of that sort of pious spoken word. Listen to me. Uh, the words. No, I mean I I came to to. I've done a lot of performing over the years, and I came to poetry from being a, a sort of bias-worthy teenage poet, okay. writing a lot of awful, awful teenage poetry, you know, yeah. sort of black albatrosses circling the, you know, the wells <laughs> of my eyeballs, singing the... the uh, um, yeah, that and I used to, make, used to make little sort of photocopied pamphlets of poems when I was a teenager. I used to dutifully pump my coins into a photocopier machine in Horsham Library. Wow. Uh, and I'd hand these out to you know, people at sixth form and then later at university. Mildly abusive. Um, and they were always <laughs> very, very polite. You know, people were really, really polite. And then one day in one of those, there was, a, uh, there was a funny poem, a funny poem about a yak, just a little sort of four-line thing. And somebody actually said, oh, I really like that poem. About that. Okay. And they... They actually liked. No, they weren't being polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they actually liked it. And I thought, okay, well. They responded. I suppose I'll have to do another funny thing. And when I got into open mics and and reading out, I found funny worked better. Funny always. I preferred better. doing funny. And when I got onto sort of poetry slam circuit around the end of the last century, oh, start yeah. of this, uh, I was doing three minute comedy slam poems about yaks and sea slugs and sort of strange, funny, yeah, absurdist, yeah. Um, whimsical nonsense. nonsense. Yeah, 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 but not nonsense in that twee, not no, whimsy in that no, yeah, twee yeah, way, because yeah. that, that's sort of offensive in its own yes. way. Yeah. But being, I'll tell you something that I found fascinating uh, about that circuit, about the spoken word of poetry I'd love circuit. to hear it because I've never Back doubted. then, uh, when, I was, when I was doing lots of slams, around the turn of the century, this was, the slam circuit here in, in the UK was filled with loads and loads of really interesting, really different voices. Yeah. People doing different sorts of comedy, people doing different sorts of serious yeah. Uh, yeah. poems... In lots and lots of distinct styles yeah. and voices and personalities, and you knew that poem's by that person. And it's very different to that poem by that person. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah. something by Rachel Pan Technical, and it's different to Luke yeah. Wright. It's different to Jude Simpson. It's different to Joel Taylor. You know, all these yeah, people yeah. are very, very distinct. And then, 
you'd get every now and then a little tour come over from from America, uh, from you know from right. from the United States or from yeah. North America, yeah, Canada, yeah, and yeah. the U.S. Uh, with these big name slam poets, okay, you know, who'd so been so the, the New Yorkian <laughs> okay slam circuit, and very much, and there are a few exceptions. Very much, they all sounded very much the same. Okay, and you know the style, and this is what what probably annoys you about a lot of spoken the, the word. Homogenization of the, the meter. And and my my feeling, and they're going over to we went to Vancouver to a spoken word festival uh, with some British council money. I think flew us out there, which wow, was very nice. Okay, uh, me and uh, uh, Steve Larkin from Hammer and Tongue in Oxford organised okay. it. Uh, lovely Steve took us over there. And we were strange cousins, you know, from, okay. from England. There was me, there was Rob G from Leicester, who's a very tall, lanky, bald man, ex-psychiatric nurse, does okay. lots of fantastic, rambly, weird, listy poems. Steve, who's quite sort of political and ranty in yeah. the, in the, yeah. in the, um, in the genre sense of yeah. rant. Um, Cat Francois, who's a lovely um, uh, London poet, um, black, very, uh, very exciting, very in-your-face, okay, sort of yeah. political. Uh, I'm not that. And then, <laughs> there, there was, so there were sort of four or five of us there, all very, very distinct from one another. Yeah. And then you go into seeing the Canadians or the Americans, and... And, you know, they're very good at what they do. Yeah. But, you know, it made me realise that's not really my cup of tea. No, you know, no. And there was one or two voices that were interesting. Uh, and so through doing lots of performance over the years and doing lots of comedy and doing comedy events as well as yeah, poetry course, and cabaret yeah. and all the, thi- all the things we have to do in this strange corner of our yes, genres. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the burlesque you know, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the strange <laughs> nights you get booked for. I, I think... I had to, you know, I found my own ground where I was comfortable yeah. talking about the sort of things I'm comfortable talking about, which are mainly absurdist yeah. uh, nonsense things. And if you want to read stuff into that, that's fine. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about no... No, no, of course. You know, well, no, I've, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a confessional poet in that sense. No, no I've, I've, I've read it and I've seen it performed. Yeah. And, I, and it's, it's not... Yeah, but the thing is, it's there for the people who want that. They're brilliant. That I can point you at people who do it really, really well. Yeah, yeah. You know that, but they're yeah. already doing that. So why would I do that? Absolutely. I yeah. feel the you same about find, the, the books I write and space. all the rest. Uh, uh, so, have you always been in Reading? Uh, more or less. I came here in what ninety two or from something where? to from, from Horsham, West okay. Sussex. Oh yeah, with the uh, very yeah with the photocopy. Yeah. There was more things there, not a lot more. <laughs> Um, so growing up there in the 70s and 80s, it was very nice with a capital N. You know, a little nice, yeah. you know, white market town. Yeah, no, yeah. Very, very nice. Nice place to grow up. But I came here to, to Reading, uh, to university, and suddenly I tell you the, the, the big difference that I, I noticed, the sort, of the, the sort of yardstick I judged it by. Coming here in 92, in Horsham, there was an hour price Okay. Record store yep. about about half maybe its footprint was the size of this room we're in okay. here, which is not very no, big. not a huge yeah. room. You could fit a counter, you know, a couple of CD racks there's, there's in here. There's not enough room for a, an extensive A to Z. There isn't. Yeah. Uh, then I came here, 
and there was an HMV with an upstairs and a Virgin Megastore, both what? of which, in 1992, uh, when you wanted things physically, yes, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. if somebody said to you, no "You can download it from the from the cloud," <laughs> yes. you'd have looked at them strange. Yeah, you know, it was, you had to sort of peer across the room through the mists to see the other side wow. and there were more than two cds in the z section yes and more than two of them were frank zappa exactly. cds and i was still CZ completing my frank zappa collection at yes. the time so so that that was the sort of yardstick about how much bigger and more cosmopolitan and more interesting reading was yeah yeah, yeah. Than so i just stayed here wow. okay. more or less so you stayed for the record shops ever since yeah okay. and, and then they vanished yeah you no know, then i stayed because i had a job in a bookshop okay. and okay. you know somewhere to live oh, and i used to have a bookshop it was just more interesting yeah. than this what was your bookshop i was in Hyde. that was in the sleepy little town on southampton war that's uh, that had a uh, a lot of old ladies okay. running around, yeah. and I, I, I was right next door to the vegetable shop, so I got quite a lot of parcel oh, trade. Smart oh. move. And um, was there a Palmer Violet Emporium on the other side? Of uh, you? No, there wasn't. There was a health food shop and a sandwich shop. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that, 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 that it was. But I loved. Are it. Palmer and, Violets not health food? Uh, well, I mean they're herbal, aren't they? Apparently they're not. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but. but uh, so, so so yeah, I used to have a bookshop, and and working in a bookshop, everyone assumes that it's you reading all day, and um, and drinking coffee and having mm. the cake and all the mm. nice things and all that. When really it's just quite a lot of heavy lifting. There reading. was a lot of heavy lifting, but there was also quite a lot of reading. Uh, we, but it's not the sort of reading people think. You're not yeah. reading whole books. You're reading. Uh, a few paragraphs as you put that book from the trolley yeah. onto oh, the shelf. So you've yeah. you've dipped in thousands of books, yes, yeah. uh, but never read a whole one. Yeah. Uh, but we were so bad. They we were in a Blackwell's bookshop, okay. so you yeah. know a chain bookshop on the high street, and we were so bad at selling books uh, <laughs> that eventually they closed us down and you made us all redundant. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Wow. Where it turned out Blackwell's owned the freehold of the building, so okay. so instead of having to wait for the lease to come up, they, they could sell the building and make like millions of pounds okay. instead of waiting for us to earn that through books. That's kind of shit. Um, and yeah. who who knew? Yeah. Okay. And so that was I, yeah. 2003, and I've been a jobbing poet since then. Okay. Wow. You know, I oh, no, I'd been there long enough that I got a little check that meant I didn't have to get a job the next day. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and those couple of months, you know, filling in the forms and doing the housing benefit and yeah. the working people's tax credit and all of those yeah. things that give you the little enough to keep going. The world going. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Okay. and here I am, wow. 15, 16 years later. Amazing. Still alive. A jobbing poet living on and art. Author. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. fantastic. So. Is that when you decided, right, I need to write some books? Or is that when, get away from the photocopier and do it properly? <laughs> uh, it was around then that, the, that my first poetry book was published. A little small press here okay. in Reading uh, published that. I did start writing novels at okay. the time. Not particularly good um, sort of sub-Woodhouse comic novels of some sort. Okay. But it was all good practice. Yeah. Uh, and, and writing lots of poems for 20-odd years was all good practice for when 
eventually I started writing children's novels. Right. Um, because I was doing school visits, because as a poet, how do you earn any money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run some workshops, visit yes. some schools. Yes. You can actually charge them actual money. Sixth forms. Yeah, sixth forms. Yeah, yeah you'd, be, sixth you'd be fine. Yeah, I've done a couple of colleges. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it'd, be, it'd be good. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote some children. I wrote a children's novel, and it got picked up by a publisher after yeah. a couple of tries. And right. almost 10 years later, I've got you know, 12 novels out or whatever so single one of them what are they about i have for for you i have a wide range i have um for the younger readers as of what what, sort of eight year olds i guess there's a series about a boy called fizzlebert stump who lives in a circus a traveling circus and has strange adventures Uh, the first one in the series which is the first book first one of them i wrote was called Fizzlebert Stump, the boy who ran away from the circus and joined the library. <laughs> um, and, and that was a good title. Yeah. And people are, so, you know, one of these things people ask me is, you know, do you have advice for someone who's thinking of writing? You know, these, the, yeah, the course, questions yeah, you get. Yeah. And my, my best bit of advice, and it's half facetious and half real, <laughs> is try to put a library in the title of your first book. Yes. Because... Librarians love it. Yeah, and they notice it, <laughs> okay. and they pick it up, and they read it. And if you've got the librarians on your side yes. at the beginning of your okay. career, that's a good thing. Indiana They're good Jones people to... And the yeah, and library the, of... Yeah. I'm not sure oh, okay. Indiana Jones would be the best title for your novel. That <laughs> may be... There, there may be lawyers already okay. protecting right. that intellectual Grant property. in a library. There you go. Yeah, you, yeah, owe, yeah. you own that, that <laughs> character iTunes trade library. You'll be no. fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then you'll get whatever his name, the dead man yeah, on your yeah, side. And, and Suzanne Susan. Vega comes in after. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that would be nice. That'd that, be really yeah. Nice. And she, she went dancing with Leonard Cohen, so everybody's happy. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we all? Yeah, in, in, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> she did it more literally yes, than, than yes. we did. Okay. Uh, so and uh, Arthur Smith is in between <laughs> us. Yes, absolutely. Somewhere, halfway on that line yeah, to, he, to Leonard. He definitely did that. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so, so Fizzlebert, some funny comedy books for small kids. Slightly more sophisticated uh, are the two Greta Zargo books. Greta Zargo and the Death Robots from Outer Space okay. and Greta Zargo and the Amoeba Monsters from the Middle of the Earth, which yeah. are... Hitchhikersy, um, sci-fi, James Herbert, horror-y, kids, <laughs> yeah. kids saving the world without realizing, investigating crimes, okay. uh, which again are comedies, and I think I think you might actually enjoy those. I, I, I will. I, I will. I th- I'm, I'm on the road for the next couple of months. So I, gonna, I will. Gonna, give gonna, me an address, and I'll post I'll, you. I'll, I'll give you to, to the next venue. Yeah. <laughs> next next venue. <laughs> yeah, we'll... I'll give you about five. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so uh, I, I've always been fascinated with... So there used to be this little series. It was on the internet. It was of authors' writers' rooms. Okay. And different, all the different spaces yeah, they, yeah. they sort of set up and all that. You know, Roald Dahl famously used to get In his little... Shed yeah, yeah. With his little sort of... He had his pad on his knees. On the yeah, little, yeah, and uh, he had the, the bit cut out of the chair at the back because of his back. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And you can, go and, you can go and sit in the replica in the oh, Roald Dahl Museum in Great Missenden if oh, ever you're gigging up that I way. I had no idea. Okay. If you're ever gigging up that way... All right, they, I will, yeah, have yeah. A, yeah. Okay, um, so, so do you have that sort of thing? Do you, are you now set up to the point where you have... A room and a. I, well, actually, I do. I do. For for a long time, I wrote in, uh, in the the box room was okay. my study. Yeah. Uh, in the house, um, but last year we had 
built at the bottom of the garden a office shed oh. thing there. So I now every day walk down the, the sort a commute. Of, yeah, I have I have this commute oh. um, all the way down the garden to sit in my shed. Um, I've got I, the on, the only thing that's sort of the and it's a nice space. I've got lots of books there. I've got a big table there. I've got my desk and my computer yeah. there. Um, the only the, the nice thing I have is is my desk is is my mum's old desk. Oh, After okay. she died, I stole it from her house, and she had it built bespoke by a carpenter she knew when she took up uh, did a city and guilds in art or something, okay. evening class yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in watercolouring when she was sort of semi-retired. And, and okay. so I have this lovely desk that, that I like sitting at with lots of drawers, except most of the, a lot of the handles have come off the drawers, so there's just spikes yeah, okay. sticking out. But you can still uh, get them open, though. So I can still get them open, but it's... it's you a have to slap your hand on it and pull. Y- Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's a sacrifice into getting into some of the desks, a blood sacrifice. How much do I need a and, paperclip right yeah, now? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's that sort of sacrifice that makes the art real. Yes. Yeah. By the way, if you've not bled... For, oh, yeah, absolutely. For yeah. some part of your art. Yeah, be a double bass player. You bleed every day. Yeah, no, it's, I it's bet just, you're, just you, your, your fingers probably whether, aren't even real fingers. Or whatever. There's, there's yeah. always something going, going mm. wrong on me. Do you ever... Uh, is there a rubber nodule on the end of your spike? Uh, yes, there is, yes. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> I mean, that's a personal <laughs> question, I understand. Yeah, very uh, So you, you can't spike your foot I can't accident. spike my foot, yeah. and I haven't been that far, but there is a point when... Uh, when you're sort of moving it through a crowd or something like that, okay. it will hit you on your head. Oh. So as you carry it with the, the neck slightly over your shoulder, yeah. it will, as you try and you know, not yeah. hurt other people, mm-hmm. you, you just hurt yourself. And so, yeah, there's a self-flagellation sort of do you not Do you not pass it to the back of the room over people's heads like a sort of crowd-surfing double bass? No, I've realised that people don't under, understand big things, okay. big light things, <laughs> um, unless it's a okay. Yeah, they sort of just go. I have no idea of how to move that mm. around. You go, it's fine. Don't worry. You, everyone okay. can do it. But um, for some reason, people get really scared. So, what about as you're about to leave? Maybe you've sort of finished the gig and you're yeah. about to sort of walk off and you've done the big finale. At the end, get everybody to lie down, so that it's easier to. And then walk you can out. just yeah, you can maneuver within the, uh, these tape lines. Yeah, to the, to the yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, th- would really I, I think that would be a, a good. Way of ending the shows that that would be memorable, yes. and people would know they'd see the photos in Kerrang, yeah. whatever, and they know, oh, that's a Grant Sharkey but show. Everyone Everyone's died. lying down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. talking about that. I don't, I don't like death at my shows. No, but this yeah. isn't real death, is I it? I know, but if the photographs in Kerrang all of a sudden, which you know, let's face it, if they're publishing a photograph <laughs> of the audience laying down rather than the gig going on, <laughs> if that was the best bit, <laughs> five stars for the audience, two stars for Grant. Then you know. Then then I've got to worry about that sort of reputation building. That, that yeah, but you've got a, a photo in Kerrang. Well, yeah, and that's something. That doesn't mean anything anymore. Does it not? I when I, I when I was a boy, when I was a, a boy, Kerrang was you no know, was something to reach for. Absolutely, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a goal oh, yeah. to go for. Was, I, I I never made it. No, I I, I got, my band got reviewed in there once. Oh, really? We got four out of five, oh. which was quite nice. First pop concert I ever went to was Black Sabbath at Hammersmith Odeon oh, in about okay. nineteen ninety. Except you see, it should be really good, shouldn't it? Except it was that period when. The, the singer was Tony the Cat Martin, which, which <laughs> isn't their sort of most 
memorable high point. I wasn't and, aware of that phase. And the yeah. album they were touring at that point, which was an album called Tyr, T-Y-R, like the, uh, the, uh, the rune. The, yeah. um, it seems to have vanished from their discography. I can't find it on it. It doesn't the, seem to be on iTunes shame, or anything. So, yeah. Wow. I, I liked it. About. I liked it. Wow. Uh, okay. But no at that show, at the Hammersmith Odeo, I was... Uh, Brian May came okay. and guested, and Geezer Butler came out. Wow! And he wasn't pl- he wasn't the actual bass player at the time. Yeah. It was Neil Murray, I think. Uh, but Geezer Geezer came Black out. Sabbath, really? I mean, me? Uh, yeah, but yeah. Wasn't then there. I saw. Well, Geezer came and guested, and it was yeah. like, no, Brian May comes out, and okay. it's like, oh, it's Brian May, very cool. Uh, cool but yeah. then Geezer comes out, and it's like, hey. Yeah. No, this is special. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the next tour, Ronnie James Dio was singing, okay. and Geezer was back, back in the band. Okay. Uh, and that 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 one still, I believe, exists officially wow. in the right. discography. The so Dehumanizer. My, my first pop concert was uh, well, the big one. Mm. The first big one was uh, Primus. Oh, at the LA Two. Wonderful. In, near the Astoria. Yeah. Nineteen ninety four. It was amazing. Oh, was you're really a mere babe, aren't you? Yeah. No, it was really good. I went. To, I've been going to gigs since about the 1990 or so. Yeah. I mean that that that's ones. that's a proper bass player's band. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, it's I, such I, a distinctive bass sound. Uh, it was definitely bass groove. Uh, a bass player's gig because obviously it's primer, so everyone was, everyone in the room's a drummer or a bass <laughs> player, um, or someone going. Ugh. Um, and, um, uh, and the support band were 311. Do you know the band? No, 311. No. Okay, so they're American, Californian, okay. sort of new metal, but they've got a reggae sort of thing. Okay. Oh, they're not Californian, they're Nebraskan. Fuck you, California. Um, I, I, and I, I feel the two places are slightly different. Yeah, sorry. That's pretty bad. <laughs> if Nick Hexham is listening, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, Nick, but, if you're listening, <laughs> write in. But the bass player was called Peanut. Okay. okay and, and he's there with his five string Warwick bass. And. Um, and he had this bass solo to do in front of a whole room, mm-hmm. thousands mm-hmm. of bass players. And basically. Les Claypool stood at the Claypool side of the, the stage. Side, yeah. And, uh, and he, he knocked out this bass solo, which was, which was pretty good, actually. Yeah. And, uh, and, then, and then the whole room erupted and all that. But the look of fear on his face made Aww. me realise how important it was to get it right and do it. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. I had a great time. I, I realised that in mosh pits I was a bit too short to, okay. to really sort of fend yeah. for myself at that point. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I sort of learned to move to the side and go. Okay, <laughs> I know where I am now. Um, okay, so let's go back to you and books and okay. selling books. Uh, so you're going to schools regularly now. With your yeah, yes, because n- nowadays I'm mainly uh, a children's author, children's poet. Yes. So that's the audience that I'm tend to be working for. I don't do many of these grown-up gigs like we're doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't do a lot of this. We're doing it for anymore. with wallets. We are. Well, fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed. It would be nice, and hopefully, we'll, hopefully, we're doing it with for people. Yeah, well, I, th- um, I think you know, we when we were sound checking, there were many down there, but hopefully, I, the I crowds okay. are arriving. There's still sound checks going on. I can still hear, so so that's that's okay. Um, uh, so so you go into schools. Yeah. You do your poetry. You talk about your books. Yeah. Do you write with the children as well? We the the workshop sort of aspects that I tend to do. I. I like to be... I only do primary schools. Let's okay. just yeah. say that. So that's the age group I'm working with. Yeah. Uh, infants and primary schools. So no secondary schools. I don't have to try to work with teenagers yeah. with the folded arms or the things. Uh, yes. you know, the hoodies or the metaphorical hoodies. Yes. 
up. So I'm working with kids who are eager, who are interested, yeah. who when you say, has anyone got a question or does anyone want to volunteer, all the hands are <laughs> up. You know, it's, it's such a sort of God. easy... Yeah. Uh, and then, then I go and do a, a, a talk to teachers or something, a okay. conference or something, and say the same questions. Has anyone got any questions? Or does, I need a volunteer for this bit. It's like pulling bloody teeth. Is it? Yeah, once you meet grown-ups. I thought the question No, they're, was, they're, still, they're still grown-ups. Yeah, okay. They're still right. grown-ups, and they're still embarrassed about being seen to, to be sort of picked out or to oh, share their ideas. It no, takes a lot more work. So okay. I'm working with the younger kids there. And I don't tend to do a lot of writing exercises. Because yeah. often, if you're in a school, they want to get the, the teachers or the PTA or whoever is paying for you, and they want to get the most out of you they yes. can. Yes. So you might have larger groups, They'll shorter time periods. Yeah. So my goal is to be inspiring, uh, interesting, talk a lot, ask a lot of questions, throw up a load of ideas, yeah. um, slap some things up on the board. We might write a little poem together on the board, yeah. you know, from ideas in the room, with the hope that some of the ideas and some of the suggestions for how you might take this further or what sort of poems you might do from this, that some of the teachers will take that on in later classes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And often you get the feeling that that's going to happen. A load of schools are amazing places and really course, inspiring yeah. and are full of supportive and creative teachers. Every now and then you, you hit that school where you know, the person who booked you isn't there. So, okay. so, so for a start, they, they're not, really, they're maybe not, they're not even expecting room. you yeah. there. And the, the supply teacher who's covering the class isn't really interested or the teacher who's there is doing their marking at the back and you you just know you get the feeling that the moment you leave this place yeah. it's never going to be mentioned again yeah. you know it's all forgotten you yeah. just in those moments it can be a little bit dispiriting I can imagine, yeah. and you can feel why are they you know I'm not cheap and I, I suppose you know, well yeah there's you're that, paying also, this and why aren't you taking advantage there must be one child in there as well that you can see as yeah one, you know is would, would love to go further yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Though. And, and I, th- I, th- I think that's... And, and the thing... Those experiences are few and far between. Of course, yeah. I, I, yeah. I must stress that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, most schools I visit are really welcoming. And I, I was in a lovely school in Bristol just before, uh, before half-term. Whatever that is. Sorry, it, it was... I'm a grown-up. Yeah, no, it was, it was, <laughs> uh, was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, a month yeah, or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> down in Bristol, and they'd they'd won a visit from me. They were uh, a part of uh, a thing called Reading Gladiators, which is a sort of book group okay. in school that is run by um, a bookshop called Just Imagine. They okay. sort of set this thing up around you know, schools can sort of choose to join in with this. Yeah, and they'd done some work. They'd been reading one of my books in there. And they'd done some work, and they'd won a visit out of all the schools in the country who'd put in their work. They'd been picked. And they won a visit from me this afternoon. And I went down there. And they'd never had an author visit before. Never had an author come to the school before. It was quite a big school. um, And... And I got to meet the, the kids who were in the book group before we had, so had lunch together. Yeah. And they were so excited. Yeah. And they did so much work before. And they sort of showed me all the work they'd done 
from my book and the other books they'd been reading. They did a big assembly to the whole school and they made such a special thing yeah. of it. Yeah. And it was this day that they'd been looking forward to that they knew whatever kids in year whatever had yeah. won this visit for the whole school. Wow. And they'd never had anyone visit. And it was clearly such a special thing for them. We sold a load of books and signed all the books for the kids and yeah. all, all yeah. that stuff. And you can tell that they were going to take something away from that. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was... A, 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 a beautiful moment that those kids are going to remember yeah. because it was something special and something that the teachers had made a point of being special and you know that your books in the school library are going to be vanishing oh God, yeah. you know, and it's such an easy thing to do authors are so easy to get in touch with these Absolutely, days yeah. you know, yeah. loads of us are on, on Twitter on Facebook, all those yeah. things um, and most of us these days do school visits yeah. um, See, when, I, easy when I had to my shop, we, well, I used to try and orchestrate yeah. quite a lot of visits with the local schools. Yeah. And yeah. obviously supply the books, so it was good for my business. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, authors are... Yeah, no, I do a lot of events with um, independent bookshops yeah. all over the place. Um, and but you can it. see what a difference it makes yeah. in that culture of reading in the school yeah. that it creates a... A, a spark yes. around it. And you think of Roald Dahl, think of um, Danny Champion of the World, oh, yeah. where he talks about sparkiness. You know, that's the sort of quality that Danny's yeah. dad has there. He's sparky. And, and you get that feeling sometimes. And you know that the kids who... I'm not an educationalist. <clears throat> I'm, no. I'm not a trained teacher. I've not studied any of these things. I talk to teachers sometimes. I do sort of workshops with teachers. Um, and I usually have people who know more about this okay. stuff to, to translate what I say into things that are relevant to curriculums and yes. things, which, yeah. is, which is really nice. Um, and so I'm not there to make people pass tests, no. to fit in with whatever curriculum of the day is going on. I'm just trying to make... I just want kids to think that words are interesting. Yes. You know, I, th I think that's the, the, the very sort of base of it. Yes. You know, if words are interesting and you can play with words and you can choose what words you say and they don't yes. have to be the first ones you think of. And even something as simple as showing them... Um, you remember Bernard Shaw's goatee yes. fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing them that trick... No, you and I know it, yes. and lots of the listeners will know and go, oh, that's been around for you know, 100 years. <laughs> yeah. But when you're showing that to 8-year-olds or 9-year-olds, yeah. they've never seen it before. They don't know that you can spell the word fish, G-H-O-T-I, and <laughs> yes. it blows their minds. Yeah. And to realise that language and words and that whole thing that we use to communicate ideas, to share our thoughts and our days, is so strange yes yeah uh i think opens some eyes and if that leads kids to try reading if they're not yes. readers already yeah. and i think poetry for that reason we talk about reluctant readers mm. we talk about you know how hard it is to get boys to read books and all these sorts of things i think if you are stuck on reading for whatever reason mm. you know if it's a dyslexia or if it's whatever other yeah. problem going on poetry is so much less daunting than a yes. novel yeah. because a poem finishes halfway, finishes halfway down the page. You don't yes. even have to read the whole page. <laughs> yeah. And you've read, yeah. you've read a yeah. poem. 
then. I always say put a poetry book in the in the toilet, in the bathroom. Absolutely. There. Yes. Read a poem when you have a wee, when you when you do yeah. whatever there. It's a great place for poetry to read. So I think so it's less it's daunting, good. it has that dippability. Yeah. And if that can lead kids to become readers, then that can't be a bad thing. Absolutely not. And there are studies that show if kids are reading for pleasure, they do better in everything else. Uh, there, there was a, a Neil Gaiman you know. piece many years ago mm. about how literacy... At the, so, so in New York, they use yeah. literacy rates of schools to yeah. work out how many prison spaces they need. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a very negative uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, they basically look at you know, yeah. 10-year-olds and go, right, how many of these guys mm. can read? Not so many. Okay, we're going to need quite yeah. a lot more prison spaces. And they literally compare. And one of the, the the current issues, the current sort of campaigns that's going on, um, Cressida Cowell is the, the mm. children's laureate at yes. the moment, who wrote How to Train Your Dragon and yes. lots of other great books. How to Train Your Other Dragon. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and one of her one of her sort of um, stands that she's holding as as children's laureate is about trying to make school libraries compulsory. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, there is no statutory legislation to say that a school has to have a library. Wow, OK. And there are loads of schools that don't. And I visit lots of schools, and you sometimes see a, a, a wall along a corridor that yeah. has a sort of taffy yeah, old yeah, books yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, book yeah, and, and, and uh, schools don't have to have a librarian. And we would, we, the sort of children, because we have a vested interest, don't we? Because we yeah, want to yeah. sell, sell our books. We want to sell our books. Kids aren't reading them. Um, yeah. We want to get libraries statutorily. It's, prisons have a statutory obligation to have a library. Wow. Schools do not. Wow. Okay. And that, I mean, and New York. Yeah. You know, this is you know, yeah. this. This sort of feeds into that yeah, that idea. Yeah. There, yeah. you have to have a Although library I, in a prison. And some, I don't argue yeah. with having libraries as statutory things in prisons. No, I'm not saying not. swap no, it no, round. No. In fact, I'm if saying they can have a really big children's section. Yeah, would be great. <laughs> I, I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> if, if a prison has to have it, then let's at least let's at least make schools as good as prisons. Absolutely, yeah. you know, at the least thing. And I visit a lot of I'm independent not... schools. I visit a lot of prep schools because uh-huh. they pay yeah. for lots more author oh, visits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. Well, they and, pay for engagement, and that's what it is. And they have. Beautiful libraries yeah. with librarians and beautiful spaces. And, and again, I don't want to burn those places down. No. I'm saying let's, you know, everything else should come up to that Absolutely. level. I know, yeah. I know yeah. it's not possible. I know, you know, I know um, that. But that's what to aim for is a beautiful library yeah. in every school, yeah. ideally with a dedicated librarian, with student librarians coming in and helping, giving yeah. them that ownership. Yeah. Uh, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I completely agree. I, I think the um, my school library was amazing. We had a, I think we'd all rush to try and find the book. Uh, everyone would hide the book. Uh, <laughs> I have spina, spina bifida. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's obviously with kids. We mm-hmm. just, we just quite like saying spina bifida. Yeah, really it's, I mean, it's, yeah. No, I mean um, to be fair, it's a good sounding. One of us would hide it. Yeah. In a sort of an Easter egg kind of okay. sort of way. So, so we'd all have to sort of. Quietly. See, this may Search be around. why yeah. they don't have to have libraries in schools. Yeah, that might be. Because it. of you know, Grant's spina bifida well, yeah. Easter egg hunt yeah. <laughs> disrupting the whole school. And they thought, let's take the libraries out to stop the spina bifida Easter egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I can see you in prison hiding the spine of Bifida book. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably pick another book. I'd probably pick How to Escape Jail. <laughs> and I'd hide that all over the place. But, um, but no, okay, so... Um, Presumably so, in the cell of the guy you don't like. Oh, yeah, That's, oh, yeah. You know, oh, and then yeah, sneak yeah. to... Yeah. Like, I think he's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's planning a, a bit of getting out. Um <laughs> We've got a show to do, and I'm a bit worried we do. That, that, that you're on first, so I'm, I'm a bit... Well, uh, I'm sure they would come and tell us, wouldn't I, they? I would, I would you, think you, so. You think? I, we're, we're at five um, to eight. I think we, okay. I think the, the doors opened half an hour ago. I'm not entirely sure. Well, um, I believe my stage time is 8.30, so we, okay. should, so we, we should, should wrap it up. We should end, freewheel towards yeah. the ending of I, this th- There's two words that circle in my head for the yeah. key word. One was the sparkiness word. You're sparking, yeah. you may as well embody that. As much as anyone else. Thank you, thank um, you. I, I, and just books in general. Books, yeah. yeah books in general, not specific yeah. books. You don't yeah. have to buy my books. No, your kids but don't have to read my books. I, I, but I'd suggest it would be good if they did. Yeah. I think I've, yeah, yeah. Come it's, it's, next time I'm in a primary school near you. Yeah. Uh, just in. come and well, just watch through the school hall window. Yeah. Just and when you end up face up against, say, hey, there's not enough AF Harold <laughs> in this library. I think that would be. <laughs> We have this sorted. Absolutely. We have the, oh, the yeah, world planned some, out. Let's get some people sent down. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, Grant. It's no, lovely chatting no, to you, and I pleasure. look forward to seeing you. I've not seen you live have you not? Uh, in real life. No. Oh, okay. No, I've obviously I've heard many well, of, of your things. Of course, you've bought all the albums. Thank and, you. And uh, Izzy yeah. Lawrence, our mutual, yes, our mutual yeah, yeah. friend, uh, the mother of my cats. A yes. fantastic stand-up Jesus. comedian and uh, Radio 4 presenter. Yes. She's got a kid's book coming out in February. I heard. You told as me well, that yeah. she's so, stolen your publisher. I, I think, know, yeah. I know. Well, we're sharing. Okay, so does right. that mean a split of the advance as well, though? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> she, well, I mean, it all goes on the cats. Izzy so came and fun. did a gig in my bookshop. Really? Yeah, there you are. There's a, there's a full circle for you. Wow. I can't remember where I met Izzy. Many Somewhere on the ago. circuit, I assume. Somewhere. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, we, yeah, well, I think the last time I bumped into her was in Southampton for a, a, an academics trying stand up comedy. Yeah, evening. she did a, it was a bright club yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Uh, it was the first one in Southampton. It was really, yeah. really good. She was brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I suspect she tra- she does sort of public speaking lecture course yes. workshop things with academics yes yeah so they can make their um and stuff interesting jujitsu jujitsu same thing um i don't know ninjitsu they dress in black okay i think jujitsu is in white okay that's it as far as i know as far as i know i Um, i'm not an expert i'm just the one who gets wrist locked in the kitchen at some point i will get izzy on but because she's such a fantastically successful broadcaster now Mm -hmm. i I, I get worried about it because because, you know, she might just go, that gig in your bookshop was shit. <laughs> it's a starting place, though, yes. isn't it? Yes. It's a starting place. If that's where the conversation starts, it can only go in one direction. Absolutely, yes. Let's it's a go plateau. from that and I'll apologise for an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, good. Let's not talk about it. We'll talk no, about you. Thank you very much, man. It's been my pleasure, yeah. Grant. I look forward to album 15 oh, in May and UK 16 in called. November. Ooh. Yeah, UK hunt. Okay. I, put, I put it out to tender to the fan base uh-huh. and a guy called Dave Jones won. I said, just give me an album name and 10 song titles oh. and I have to write to, <laughs> to order. So it's called UK Hunt. I, I uh, like the second you... song's called Benches. No idea what that's going to be about. Oh, it's really, yeah, it's, it's quite a challenge. But I've, I've... In, in the late 17th century, there's a, a lovely poet called William Cooper 
who I like very much. C O W P E R. Billy Cooper. Everyone knows Billy Cooper. Billy Cooper. Yeah, of course yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he he had a, a there's a late I think she's called Lady Austin. Uh, came round for tea. Used to come round for tea. Yeah. Every now and then he sort of lived in a vicarage that sort of thing. She'd come round for tea, and and I think he fancied her a little bit. Yeah. Um, and she said to him one day, uh, Mr. Cooper, I believe you're you're so good at the poems. Uh, that, that verily you could write. I don't think they said verily in the eighteenth century, but verily you could you could write a poem on any theme. And he said, "Oh yes, yes, I could for you, for you, lady." Also, I could write anything. And she said, "Well, um, oh," and she looked around. She said, "Write a poem about this sofa, upon which I'm I'm sat." And so so she went away after tea, and he sat down. And he wrote a poem called "The Sofa." Uh, no, it's called "The Task." Okay. And it begins about a sofa, and it turned out to be a book-length poem, an epic poem about a sofa. Wow. And by the time he finished it, she'd moved away, and they never saw each other again. So basically, don't write poems. Basically, <laughs> basic, no, basically, write the poems, but don't necessarily expect the person who asked for it to be hanging around oh, yeah, for absolutely. you when you absolutely. finish. Absolutely. But it's a poem about a sofa... And Frank Zappa has that lovely three-four-piece sofa yeah. there, and that is my link between That's the eighteenth-century Frank Zappa with the yep. Z section, yep. getting the one yeah. size fits all. Yeah, and exactly. There we go. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, let's stop talking and let's yeah, go let's play some rock gig. and roll. Fucking gig, yeah. Yeah. Let's go have a water. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That was me chatting to A.F. Harold, the poet, writer, children's author, performer, wonderful man, um, and uh, a generous, generous soul. He's a really nice guy. Um, like, uh, like I said in the podcast, um, in the, sorry, in the chat, uh, he, uh, uh, I've, I've got one of his albums, actually, that's at the top of my iTunes list, so I'm going to play a track from that after this little ramble. Um, I don't know quite how he did it. I never, never got around to asking him, but I, I assume that he sat down with Sibelius or something and um and made music happen i don't don't know exactly but he's a he's a fantastic man a very creative and compassionate man he's, he's very interested in sharing the glo- the glory of words isn't he brilliant um like i say if you've got any questions let me know um uh, you can get in touch on all the social medias or um, you can email me on info at grantsharkey.com if you want to. I'm always uh, emailable. I started to think about setting up a WhatsApp group maybe for some sort of insurrection. That might be quite good. Um, uh, oh, did I say that out loud? Um, uh, and uh, yeah, obviously if you want to get something from the sale, that would be handy. So I can get this fucking massive wisdom tooth out. If you just go to grantsharkey.com, it's the top thing there. It says the 2020 sale. Everything three pounds. Um, that would be great. Uh, what's coming up next week? No gigs next week. I'm going to go do a bar shift um, on the Isle of Wight for my friends at the White Rock Bar and Ride. Um, um, Sean there has uh, been poorly, and uh, and Debs, who runs it, is in need of some help. So uh, she's asked some help for some help, and uh, uh, I've responded by saying, "Yeah, I can pull some pints." Um, uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. Um, I haven't pulled pints in ages. I love pulling pints. Love pulling pints. It's my it's one of my favourite uh, pastimes. Is uh, 
is a, uh, uh, well, one of my favorite times of my life actually was, was when I was pulling pints every day. Um, me and John Harris, uh, I learned the ropes. Weirdly, I was given the job by Emma from Band of Skulls, the bass player. <laughs> it's a very long story, but, uh, but yeah, I ended up pulling pints at the Talking Heads for about four years in the end, um, which was, which was really good. Um, I loved it. Absolutely love it. I love taking care of people. You get them all fucked up and then you take care of them. Oh, that's great. It's really nice. Um, right. So, uh, you crack on, uh, I'll find a track from AF Harold from his album. Um, and I'll, I'll put a, a link to, to his band camp. Um, and, uh, you can, you can, uh, you can go listen and, uh, I'll put some, obviously some links to his work as well, to his, uh, to his books. And you can buy those as well if you want to. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to crack on and do some writing now. I need to do that. Uh, my, my fingers want to type. Okay, I'll see you next week. Uh, maybe with Rich Kingston. Maybe with someone else if I can record someone else. I don't know yet. We'll find out. We'll find out. Mm-hmm.